Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> Wow. What a little Asian on that, I think. I don't know what that was. It was like but Kung I liked Fu it. fighting. It felt good. It was exhilarating. Carl Douglas? Yeah. <laughs> you got Kung Fu fighting cute? Do you know all the words? No. Uh, I don't know the words, oh, but I know the man. song very well. Kicks were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. I know. Definitely, that was. I'll tell There's you that. No question about it. Sure. Um,. I got to tell you a few things that are going on here. We got a uh, we got a guest calling in in about fifteen minutes, who has uh, texted a celebrity guest mm-hmm. who wants to talk about my facial hair <laughs> that it goes on and off and you know I go through modes and so so the reason why I recently grew the beard was because um, I think you know. J- Josh, you can testify that. How yeah. often do you ever shave the beard, or you just it's been on for a long, long time? Uh, just like I don't ever shave it off. It's just there. You yeah. never shave it off. Something I trim it down sometimes. He shaved it off a couple times, but then realizes how ugly. I, I don't think I'm saying this out of school. No, like I'm he disgusting. Realizes, I'm terribly He realizes ugly. how ugly he is with it off because all the chin show. I have and then all he of these. Now you hit it on. It. So and then you he got, freaks you got, out. You got the chin itch, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I'll take a look when my weight is puffing up, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I got to, I got to grow the foo. I got to grow the foo right <laughs> away." It's like a distraction, right? You're like, oh, "All man, right." I can get in the mirror. I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm, I'm like opening my mouth. When you open your mouth, it even presses your jaw harder. And I got, you know, like Wang Chung hanging from the back of my jaw, it's like mm-hmm. a big mm-hmm. fat hand. Yeah. So I go, that's not how, how low can you go to look at an upward angle at your own face in the mirror before you start feeling good about yourself? I'm on my knees looking up going, wow, you still look fat. So I grow the beard. Now we were doing the weight loss thing here, which I got totally robbed on, by the way. Robbed. Robbed, jinx, there is a cons- jilted. There is a conspiracy around I this. Got, I got screwed. I got screwed. I'm getting screwed on the brackets. I'm getting screwed on the brackets. <laughs> Just follow the rules. That's you know all what? you need to do. You know do. what? Mr. Gets to drive to everything and take off 12 days out of a month when it's basketball season? I was traveling. I could, there was nothing I could do about it. So when if Ed Levine says you're going to uh, Omaha, we'd like you to do the morning show and the ESPN. What are you? Yeah, no, I'm not going. So, you get on the plane. So you were traveling from the time the brackets got released. No, until- I went. I went for the bracket one. I went directly to the source. I went to Nick, and I said, I can't get this to take it because I'm doing it from my phone. Do I need to do it from a laptop? Can I just send you my picks and you'll enter it? How do I do that? Because I will not take it on my... So I explained it to him, he, and, and, and I quote, go ahead and send it to me. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to tweet it so it's out. Everyone knows what my picks were. So I tweeted it. You know, Just because, just because I'm, I'm in the run right now, and I'm probably number two with, with a threat, because we have different champions, the, 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 girl, the girl who's kicking all your asses, and she's the number one right now. So I'm the only one that can catch her. Nick the- is a shady character, by the way. Nick, <laughs> I will, I, Nick I, is a shade master, isn't he? He had a fantasy football league and not enough people in it one year and asked me to be in it, and I said no, and he signed me up anyways and then bitched because I wouldn't give him the $50 to play the league. I'm like, no, you forced me into this. <laughs> like, he wow. auto-drafted for me. It's unacceptable. He auto-drafted? He just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you go into the lotto, it's a big prize. You just go, yeah, just give me the, the, the multi-pick. Yeah. That's terrifying. So anyway, so so I, I grow the beard because I'm doing the uh, um, the, the weight loss challenge. And so... And I'm and I'm happier looking at myself. So I'm losing weight. I can tell. I can even with a beard. I can tell. You know, I'm I'm definitely losing weight. 
So <clears throat> I think to myself, well, I'm also going to shoot phase two of this TV project that I'm shooting up here in central New York. So I shot with no beard with my daughter. Um, and then I thought, okay, it'll be cool to show the seasonal change because I wanted to shoot in the snow mm -hmm. for two days when the sheriff comes to my house and all this other stuff's going on. There's a, it's a, it's a, a TV series about a serial killer. Um, that, that's up in Cleveland, New York, where I live. He's told me the plot. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, so I thought, okay, you know what? I'll do the beard thing for that. And then, then of course, I'm going to do the reveal, and I'm going to shave off the beard for the weight loss. Well, I shaved off the beard for the weight loss, and I did lose a bunch of weight, but still wasn't really that happy about <laughs> how fat I look. Because evidently, I got like another 20-something to go. I think that's in your head, though. I think you look better without it. I do. I don't think you got a, a lot of jowls going on. I could show you jowls. I don't right now. I don't have as bad going on. But you got to remember too when you when you, you work and have to use your face and you're, you're with all these people that are all chiseled and handsome all the time and everything. You start getting freaking paranoid about it. No, I hear you. You do. You I don't think there's ever been a good photo of me taken in the history of the yeah, world. Yeah, you're never happy with it. People, you know, here here's a great stat to prove the paranoia that how it sets in when you do the acting thing. So I've done a hundred and oh, oh, by the way, thanks a lot for the Rotten Tomatoes attack. I got all kinds of. Oh, dude, that was the best radio break ever in the history of radio. <laughs> <laughs> Revealing to a guy who is on Rotten Tomatoes his worst movie ever. That was awesome. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes now. Looking at how many movies I got on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Should we do Rotten Tomatoes with your celebrity guest? They could do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get some of I'll his bring it up. dirt out. <laughs> Let's get it. He's got his. I hope he's got his. I hope he has more zero. I think I had more than one zero rating, actually. <laughs> no, you, oh, Car 54 was your only zero. My only zero rating. Yes. No one liked Car 54. You know what? The hell with all you. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I, I had to take a look at the fact that I was once asked in an interview, kind of like what happened with you guys, hey, what did you think of blah, 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 blah? And they named the title of the movie and they said, so and so was in it. We just had them on as a guest. And I said, I never saw it. And then they, the lady looked at me like I was crazy and said, you never saw the movie that you were in? I went, I haven't seen most of them. And I have not seen most of the movies that I've been in. I, I've never rented them. I don't yeah. own them. Why would I want to go back? Every time the same thing happens, I look at it. And then I see like sometimes a scene or two. Where I'm like, wow, that was really good. I really liked what I did there. And then I see inevitably a scene where I look like a pig or that I look, uh, my acting is not great. Sure. Or I look at how they cut it, the director, and I go, why would you cut off my face right there? That's right when I'm saying it. And they cut to the girl, you know, mm -hmm. touching her nipple, and suddenly they thought that was more interesting well, than my performance. Well, that's all right. I get it. Well, <laughs> not, that, not that I could always argue with mm, that's not, not that. that I can... <laughs> yeah. You will be happy to know that your celebrity guest does have some zeros. Uh, zeros? One zero. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we got to set up a quiz. Give us your five. <laughs> That's going to be money. I can't wait. Okay, good. Will he get offended so. if I tell him what his zeros are? I'll kid me. We'll get, we'll make a list. I'll tell him all your zeros. <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine who the celebrity guest is going to be if we're going to bomb him like that. It's my brother Alec. He's got some. And, he's got some high rank, but he does not have a hundred. You had a hundred. He does not 100%. have a single hundred. No. Do you know? You know, I once had to say to him not that long ago. We were talking about something, and he, he, uh, you know, he doesn't say a lot of nice things to me. Like, like I know he loves me, but he doesn't. It's, uh, you know how it no, is, with yeah, your brothers. Yeah, th that's the funny thing. You, I, I've now seen you guys interact twice on Facetime, and it's hysterical because you're just like normal brothers. Like you're yeah. just busting balls. That's it's just a. That's all they were doing. Yeah. He Facetime me to tell me I want to come. I go, aren't you coming to the show on Friday? He goes. 
Yeah, but I want to come on out. I want to talk about your facial hair. They just want to bomb me on my own show. I love it. Yeah, I he love just it. wants to. He's, he's, he's one of those. And guys. It just goes to show you that no level of success will take away the fact that you want to bust your brother's balls. No, so you just have no, to do but it. You got this with your family and yeah. your yeah, family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I can't even remember what I was going to say because I, I, I think about the the. Oh, I remember. So he said he paid me a really nice compliment. He goes, you know, I'm really proud of what you've done. You know, where you've been. I was speaking at something and he saw it on Twitter or whatever. And he said, you want me to retweet that for you? And I said, well, yeah, if I tweet it, you know, 25,000 people get it. If you tweet it, 25 million people get it, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> of course I want you to tweet it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, why don't you call me and ask me? You know, and I go, well, you know, I'm not going to call you and say, hey, will you tweet this for me, please, Ian? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I you know, I, I don't do that. I don't, enough of my, my, his friends and other family members are always, you know, hey, can you give me money? Hey, can you, I just don't have that relationship with them. I don't, I don't bother. So. Um, but every once in a while to have him say something really nice like that. So he said, he said something and then he, he said, uh, I go, I, I made a, a joke. I said something to him like, I think they expected that it was going to be you to come for a little while. And then, they, and, then, and then they realized it was me. And it turns out there's only going to be 200 instead of 2000 people. And, and so we chuckled at it and he goes, that's hard for you, isn't it? And I said, well, I don't think you're ever going to understand because Billy looks like you. He looks like one of us, or brothers. Steven looks like you and me, but I, you and I look a bit alike, mm-hmm. you know. And so I've had people think that I'm you, I, you know. So to have another actor who also has your last name, who sounds very similar, who looks very similar, you know, and also there's been acting stuff that we've done that's really scary. That how similar, you know. I had I had one happen. Before he calls in, I'll tell you the story. It was classic. Do you remember the movie Eight Men Out? Ironically, a sports film about the the uh, Black Sox scandal. And yep. so I did not get that movie because of my brother. I didn't get it. So I go in, and I'm sitting in the waiting room. And the casting director, the door is cracked open to her office. And I've got what's called the sides, the material I have to read in the, in the scenes. And uh, I hear her go, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing some other movie called Beetle Guy or something like that, and and he's not available. But don't worry, I got his brother in the waiting room. He looks like him, he sounds like him, and he actually can play baseball because Alec was not a great baseball player. He was a pretty good football player and tennis player. So I played baseball, and it was to play Chick Gandell, who was described as the first baseman for the White Sox with the strongest hands in the league. And I thought, dude, they wanted Alec. This is a shoe, and I'm going to get this. So... I go in, and you're supposed to read the scene where Gandell knows that the fix is on. He knows some other players on the team. And the guys that are organizing the fix are sitting around a table in a, in a restaurant. And he can't tell them that he knows. So he goes up and tells them a story. And he says to them, and, and, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he said, you know, I once had this boxing match with this guy. And I'm dancing around. I'm walking around on something underneath my feet. It's my own teeth. He's knocked them out of my head. He said, you know, we blew it. What we should have done. And I stood up. And in the script, he does not stand up. I stood up and I said, I hit him a couple times. Pow, pow. And I throw two lefts. I said, he hits me a couple times. Pow, pow. And I take two shots to the chin. I said, later on we meet and we split the money 50-50 and nobody gets hurt. And as I said, split the money 50-50, I wiped my two hands together like finito, you know. So... I do the audition. They put it on tape. John Sales, the famous director from Eight Men Out and, and, uh, and Mate One, uh, and brother from Another Planet, another great film that John did. He, they call me back and they want me to read for Sales. And so I go in there and John looks at me and he goes, well, obviously you, you rehearsed this with your brother Alec. And I said, 
no, sir, I did not. And he goes, it's okay. I know you rehearsed it with your brother. I said, I did not rehearse this with my brother. I have not discussed this with my brother. He went, Marge, can you bring Alec Baldwin's tape in, please? I swear to God, he stands up at the same exact moment. He throws two lefts and says, pow, pow, and wipes his two hands together and goes, later on we meet and nobody gets hurt and wipes his hands. I'm staring at it going, you got to be kidding me. They did exactly the same improv yeah. without talking to each other. And there was no way I was going to get this guy to believe I didn't sit down <laughs> My and brother and I will just burst into the same song completely with no cue at all, just for no reason. It's just a weird thing that you share with a brother. Yeah. Where you're just yeah. like, you're in a moment, a song pops into both of your heads at the exact same time and you start singing it. It's weird. So you'll be together and that'll happen? Yeah. Or will he call we'll you do, singing or, it? <laughs> yeah, 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 well, no. I mean, there's just... There's I'll just, stop the world. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right, yeah. No, if we're together and we just like are BSing, we'll... Just start singing a song that's like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just got like a moments, euphoric yeah. recall thing that sets mm-hmm. off. Yeah, that mm-hmm. totally happens with us. It's awesome. That totally happens with us. All right, let's go to break. We'll come back and we'll see if, uh, if, uh, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I got a quick announcement. You do realize what today is, don't you? You boys? I want uh, you to wrap your heads around today is the birthday of the great Ed Levine. Wow. Today is the Iconic. great Ed Levine's. Uh, and I've got some statistical information about our fearless leader. In 1990, Ed switched gears and turned his focus to ownership in the market area he knew all too well. What are you going to do with This Is Your Syracuse Life for Ed <laughs> and Rome. Yes. Throughout the broadcast, yeah. I'm going to stop and I'm going to give you some fun facts about our leader. And, you know, you kind of love the guy. I mean, he's, he's killing it right now. Killing it. He's killing it. And he is... How we feed our families. So you know what? You got your damn right. I'm going to kiss his ass for the rest of the broadcast nice. for his birthday. And I'm going to take all of your parking spots That's and fine. your jobs. That's fine. So we'll be right back after this. Just keep listening and you'll never look at your radio the same way again. This presentation for the hearing for the hearing impaired. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 AM and 1440 AM. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. It's the name of a movie I did. Oh. Hey now! We're going back over Rotten Tomatoes right now. <laughs> I know it is. I, you, you just admitted that you went home and looked through it after the fact. I did. My was I was I was you I were was rattled. I was I was anally bleeding. <laughs> the fact here. that you had never you know heard when you of shoot it. it. You know when you shoot a deer. Well, I don't pay any attention to what people think. If I did that, I never would have made a second film. Um, uh, you know when you shoot a deer and it runs away and you know you hit it? You know, that's how I felt yesterday. I went. I go. There's a site that rates how bad your movies are. I'm like, oh my god, I got to be all over that. You know, you have to understand too, but that, that but that's really kind of cool that you see um, how people think about because well, like, this is like work. a Wikipedia. This is the people saying people right? are voting. Yeah, so this is not anyone that has really any knowledge of filmmaking. No, just what people like and don't like. Oh, that's so funny. Like I, these, like the things that have the highest rating aren't like going to go win awards because. Well, I think it's so crazy that I got a hundred percent on. So I'm tapping on Sidekick my, uh, to fa- see what that is. My favorite Daniel Baldwin movie. Yeah, tell me. Nothing but trouble. Forty three percent on. Uh, no, but it's got a five percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Rotten Tomato, only five out of forty three percent people liked You're it. You're one of the five people that liked it. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I got. I found it in the dollar bin. And I yeah, that's it. exactly what I said. So, <laughs> why, what gets you the the rating? 
is because uh, it's on cable a lot, or yeah, because see I've it. got forty-eight films you can buy for a buck where Pauly shops. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's got an average rating of two point one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite segment we've ever done. Wow. Wow, do they rate radio shows and radio show <laughs> oh, producers? Oh, I have zeros. I have zeros all along the board. Because the people who go on the internet and rate things are the most miserable people. That's <laughs> why. Right, so, so I'm Re- looking at some of uh, Big Al's stuff. The great thing about it is I know he's not listening, so we can pan the crap out of him right this now. This movie is sheer hell. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, my review? Yes, is that my review? This movie is, is any of them say this movie sucks, but Baldwin is great? <laughs> Can we find that review, please? I was amazing as the drug dealer. In I would Betrayal. bet that your brother Steven has way worse reviews than you. Go I'm, to Tomatoes. I'm going to Let's, it right oh, now. Oh, you want to have fun? Have Alec rate Steven's movies. <sighs> They're not getting along lately. Unfortunately, this isn't even half as fun as the shortest bumper car ride. I don't even know what this is. Nothing but crap should be what this is called. <laughs> Oh my God, Steven's got a lot of zeros. <laughs> you got a lot of zeros. You got a lot of zeros. Wow, wow. Oh, well, I want to find out what that's all about. Oh my God. Yeah. So some so, of these movies so. that your brother Steven has done. <laughs> well, you know what the thing that killed me when I knew Stevie was gonna was gonna have some trouble later in the later mm-hmm. years. Yeah. So he did. Um, I'll never forget. Like you can't really take the advice, and and believe me. Let me speak of myself first so I can put this in perspective for you. Um, I have definitely done movies that I knew. I knew when I did it. You know, It starts with the script, and I thought, oh, God, this is not very good. But you're the son of a school teacher, and you've got five kids, and someone says, I'm going to give you this amount of money to work for three days on this piece of crap. And you right, go, you're like, sure. And so you look at that, and you go, ooh. And then, and I, and then you, know, you, t- you have the conversation with the agent. Can we hide this? You know, is anyone really going to know I did blah, 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 blah. I did Car 54. And that was in the beginning of my career. I was excited to get a movie. I was mm-hmm. so fired up. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to count that. But I've made some decisions when I was on TV and I was playing for higher stakes than I am now. And I turned around and I thought, oh, that's not something I want other people to take a look at. But the answer to it was no one was ever going to see it. It was never going to get into theater to get reviewed. It was going to go straight to DVD. This was in the 90s when that whole DVD craze was taken off. We were coming off of yeah. doing uh, um, on VHS and all that other stuff. So, you know, I did. I did those. But I'll never forget when Steven did. Steven scored when he did uh, The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. So he does this little indie that wins the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, but it wins for script. Yeah. So when it, when a... When a movie's an independent and it wins for best script, you're you know, you're you're really fortunate. Well when Steven did that movie, he then turned around and followed it up with Biodome. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling him up because we, we, we had uh, the same manager and I said, Bro, don't do that don't do that movie right now. You don't want to do that. You actually got some legit street cred by doing this this other movie with Spacey. And you know you might want to be a little bit careful. And of course, they when you you're the son of a school teacher that's never from any money, and they dangle like a big six figure number at you, you you're like a big mouth bass coming out of the reeds. You know, mm-hmm. all he saw was the cash, and didn't see what that would do to his career. But uh, you know, it's a completely different ballgame when you're talking about my brother Alex's career. He's done like gigantic movies where he's the lead of it, and you know, I, I've never delusioned myself to think of like my brother or Billy that. I could challenge what he's done acting wise. Like I hear my old brothers go, "Well, I did, you know, uh, 
the fireman movie backdraft and that was a gross up i'm like dude you did like one movie that decade oh is he on right now yeah he's on oh he's there Uh, (laughs) i'm listening i'm listening i'm listening intently to your analysis of our careers i think it's fantastic yeah i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to i don't want to blow too much smoke and make you sound good because we went on rotten tomatoes they they took me yesterday check this out my own my own mates on the show go yeah dude you ever go on rotten tomatoes and look at your career that and i went what's rotten tomatoes i didn't even know what it was so it's some site that, like, no, I know Rotten Tomatoes. How do we all do on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, you, me, we've got, Billy, and, we've got and Daniel. How do we? You, me, Billy, and Stephen. How do we do? Well, I have I have two hundreds. I have two hundreds. Which which does that lead the league? Does that lead the for family the, in hundreds? For the record, we brought it up because he was talking about a movie called Moolah, yeah. where, where <laughs> cows are impregnated. That yeah. he was in. So. Right. Donnie Most's uh, uh, finest work. Yeah. Uh, that, that he directed. Yeah, Moolah, Moolah is huge in Iceland. Yes. Iceland. <laughs> yeah. I told you he was going to come right up the, the number game. one movie in Iceland. It was, it was. Yeah, uh, Eric's son and Sebastian's kid. Uh, so what, what do we got for a big owl? What has he got now? What's his... Well, where, where, where are we rotten tomatoes? Are we all on the toilet here? Are we all got any hope? What's, what's our rotten tomatoes? Who's got the top? most hundreds? That would be you, Daniel. But, I have but, the most hundred. Really. Thank you. But you have the two, wow. two movies at 100% wow. uh, like level. And they were... Uh, Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens and the... I, I didn't write it down. What was the second one from yesterday? Sidekick. Sidekick, yeah. Yes. No. So I've got, you got 100 Rotten Tomatoes for Sidekick? No, I got 100 means the, that 100% of the people liked the film. The ones that reviewed it, yeah. yeah. Favorably. Yeah. Wow. And then I got a zero, which was the... Uh, you had multiple Nipsey. zeros. No, multiple I had one zero. zeros. I had one zero. Car 54. You have a lot of zeros? Oh, yeah. So Car 54. I have one the zero. Car 54, <laughs> Where Are You, with Nipsey Russell and Al Lewis, right. Grandpa Munster. Uh, I did see fair. I did yeah. that. Yeah. I, how could they? How could not one person have liked Nipsey just... Nipsey Russell and Al Lewis, just that combination. Right. Oh. Right. <laughs> was Fred Gwynn not available? <laughs> Fred, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn was Fred with Gwynn Kevin was Spacey. He was uh, doing Moolah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was, he the was, remake of Moolah. <laughs> Moolah, Moolah 2. He was doing Moolah. He thought it was Moolah. Moulin Rouge, but it wasn't. Uh, so wait, so what does Big Al got for you zeros? You got him right in front of you. I got his zeros? Yeah. Okay, so your zero. I didn't even know this one. Andron the Black Labyrinth? Andron is a movie I did. I don't need to tell you this. Like, if they call you up and they say, we're going to pay you X, and you're going to come to Rome, and we're going to put you up in a nice hotel, we're going to fly your whole family here, and uh, we're going to put you in a really, we're going to give you all first-class tickets and fly everybody there. We're going to pay you not a lot of money, but some inoffensive paycheck. It all comes together and you go, yeah, I'll go over there and shoot for five or six days on this thing and then have a nice vacation with my wife or my kids. And you say, what am I playing? And they go, you're a virus at the bottom of a septic tank. You shot in a septic tank. And you're like, a, you're like an organism that lives at the bottom of all the poop in the septic tank. <laughs> We're going to shoot it all green screen, and we're going to have a special suit that you wear. You're going to like dress in this like, like this kind of virus, this kind of amorphous blob at the bottom. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm not so sure. Man. But you go and do it anyway because you want a nice trip to Rome for your family. I've been there. You know, right. I've done that. Was Al Lewis in that movie? Uh, Al Lewis was the guy who ran the plumbing company that pumps out the company. <laughs> yeah. So what about? He actually pumps me out. My so diet. so well, let's go from bottom and we'll go to the top. We'll rotate. So n- your highest ninety eight percent approval rating is Elaine Stritch. Shoot Elaine me. Stritch, who played my mother on uh, Thirty Rock, famous actress, famous 
Broadway singer, dancer, comedian, great actor. She played my mom, and she they did a wonderful documentary about her. Elaine Stritch, Just Shoot Me, it's called. It's a great movie. Right. Yeah, that, that's a 98%. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, one of my... Uh, the fact that you were not nominated for an Oscar for yeah. Best Supporting Actor in the yeah. film was absolutely like a crime. A 93% approval rating for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. In so you're on a kind of a, a 2014, 2015, you're on a roll. Then you come back in 2012 with Hick. Hick was uh, 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 a movie I thought was going to be a good movie. See, Andron, you know, <laughs> when I did Andron, literally it's like a, people are trapped inside of a like a game, and I play like the puzzle master, or I'm like the... Uh, I'm like the, uh, the the leader of the uh, uh, you know the hierarchy. Where I, I, I honestly got, as you can tell from the way I'm talking now, I have no idea what the movie was. About. <laughs> right. I, I said no that idea. I said that to these guys. I go, you know, I've done a lot of movies, well over a hundred, and and I honestly I was doing an interview and, and some person's name came up. And they said, well, of course, you worked with them on blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, yes, I do. I do remember. I think we only had a couple of days together. And I'm like, I'm totally stammering through because I don't even remember the person being in the film. And then I, I had to go on and make the admission finally because they started asking me too many questions about the synopsis. And I went, I never saw it, nor have I seen probably 75% of the films I've ever done. Do, do you see the movies you do? Me? Yes. No, I never see them. Well, what will happen is you eventually, I mean, in the world we live in now, which is different when we were kids, they come up and they kind of mug you in the middle of the night. So like you're in the kitchen making a sandwich, it's two in the morning, or you're having a cup of coffee, or you're somewhere, you turn on the TV, and they'll go, oh, God, look at that. And it's you, you know, 20 years ago, running down an alleyway with a gun in your hand. And you're like, oh, wow, look at him. Where did he go? Right. What you happened to him? And you just do, it's all like a big blur to me. Honestly, God, I mean, I've just done so many things, and I'm I'm so much older now that it's all just. It's like when I'm on the streets, and somebody will say to me, "We'll be shooting a movie." If ever I'm shooting in New York, which I was just the other day, and we're shooting, and somebody will say, uh, "I you know, I just can't take any of it seriously anymore." So someone will say, "What movie are you shooting?" Some guy will be walking his dog and say, "What movie are you shooting?" And I always say the same thing. I always say, "We're doing Godfather Part Four. We're doing Godfather." Part 4. <laughs> And they go, no, no, you're kidding. They go, what, what's the story? What, sometimes they'll even press further. What's the story? And I'll go, well, it's, uh, it's uh, The Godfather. It's like we beat Star Trek. We're in outer space. We're to Mars. <laughs> the Corleone family takes over the, uh, the carding industry and the, and, the, and the garbage industry on Mars. And, uh, they take over you, you know, the restaurant linen supply business on Mars. And all that stuff. And they kind of look at me with this look like they really believe me for like three seconds. You know, so that's perfect. Hey, listen, it's all one you, big blur now. Can, can you can you stay on? We have to take a break for like like two minutes. Can you stay on? Because we're going to go oh, over sure, Stephen and Billy Zeros. Okay. Yeah, you're I'm watching Andron. I'm, I'm out of it. You're watching Andron. <laughs> all right, good. Good. Stephen was in a movie that has the most inappropriate name I've ever seen for a movie. Okay, well, we're going to go back over there because we're because because bringing up Billy's is you know making fun of Billy's movies is like hunting in a zoo. You know, it's really it's really not fair because it, it's a pretty small box. But uh, 
Making fun of Steven's movies with with Xander, with Alec, we call my brother Alexander, with Xander on the phone, should be quite fun. So, <laughs> so hang on, we'll be right back. Did you miss In the Booth with Matt Park? The uh, departure of Matthew Moyer. He's going to seek other opportunities and transfer. John in East Syracuse. The social media commentary with regard to Matt Moyer leaving is frankly disgraceful. Tim in Syracuse. People who criticize these guys for making a decision they think is best for them, you've been diplomatic about it, but they're idiots. In the booth. Two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Brent Axe 4 to 6. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, we're back. Big Al, you still there? Hey now! Hey now! <laughs> so we've we've been able to pull up. Uh, you know what I love about this show is when you go to the commercial, it's like you know, uh, don't even waste your tax return on, on another mattress. <laughs> we got this totally sewed up here mattress, mattress hut, or whatever. It is. Mattresses, buffalo wing pizza. I mean, man, you got you got the you got the heart of America, the palm of your hand. That's right. We do, right. man. We're on the pulse. Of Mattress America. hut. <laughs> Mattress hut. That's the best. House of mattress. You got every kind of mattress you can possibly imagine. Don't waste your time with those other guys. You know, you know how fear. You know, you watch the news and fear sells. They pump fear into us. The greatest thing about one of the mattress guys that does the advertisement here is he says. You know, you don't want to go ahead and get those payments and, and rent the thing and have that truck show up right in front of your house so all your neighbors know. Come down here. So he lets you know that you, he shames you if you're the guy that can only afford to rent one. You know, don't rent the bed and have all the neighbors know you're that schmuck. Come down here. You got loud mattress hut. Mattress yeah, hut. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Hey, you uh, buy a mattress from us, anybody screws with you, I'll come down there and break every bone in their body myself personally. <laughs> Mattress, son. We got your back. Oh. <laughs> you, show, you know, I, I see a lucrative career yeah, for you as yeah. my sidekick I, on this radio I show. I should like come that. up there with you, and we should put on, like, some costumes, and we should do these commercials on TV. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's some money in it. I can see it. We can film can a mattress on commercial. Listen, <laughs> if I make another uh, uh, Car 54 and you make another Andromeda strain, <laughs> or whatever that thing is, we might be looking Andron, for some work. Andromeda, they friend. don't get that wrong. Andromeda. Yeah, no, I got it. I remember the Andromeda scene. It was a joke. What was I, the movie that, uh, anyway, so I do a movie and Steven is going to do uh, the movie uh, Biodome. And I call him on the phone and I go, Steven... Whatever you do, don't do this movie. I'm just telling the story. I said the same thing. I, said, I heard you. And I said, this is going to be the end of your career. This is the stupidest movie. <laughs> it's a trap. It's so stupid. And it's like, it's not even like good stupid. It's not even good, bad. It's well, yeah, but, bad. but, but you have to put things in line about this because... Listen, we've all done some movies that aren't great, but at the time, he just got The Usual Suspects and it came out. No, I know. He, he, he was in a good place. So he does Biodome. And I said, whatever you do. I had the movie, I, mean, I think it was Ghost of Mississippi came out at the same time, I'll have to look it up, but I had some movie come out, and his movie did better at the box office than my movie. Biodome beat my movie at the box office. Right. You know? was, I couldn't even believe it. I could, anyway, I don't want to spend your whole day talking about our tepid movie careers here, but anyway. Um, uh, uh, so so Stephen has uh, multiple zeros? Uh, yes, two zeros. Slapshot 2. 
<laughs> the remake of the classic. <laughs> Breaking the ice. Even filling in for Paul Newman there. Yeah, right? his, Paul Newman. His small shoes to fill in for. <laughs> Even, of course, when you think of who the heir apparent is to Paul Newman, <laughs> he comes to mind right away. <laughs> Even the Paul Newman of his generation. Exactly. He and Gary Busey were there. Uh, he and Gary Busey, yeah. He and Gary that, Busey. That was uh, Paul Newman an and Kurt Russell. How did that go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> he got the cover of the DVD. Huh. Yeah. And you know what? He, as he does, as did Paul Newman. It was probably in this deal. Yeah, so, Daniel, what do you think is the worst movie you ever did? What's the worst movie you ever did? Ooh. Uh, you know, there's been a few times where I knew. I, I, just, I was explaining the theory behind it. You know, you, you look at it, and if at the time, you know, back in the 90s, I was, you know, I had a, a decent role going with a TV series that was very critically acclaimed. And so I, you know, I'd look at that, but they would dangle that big number in for me. You know, we, it's a different game. Well, I guess it's not a different game. The, just the number just goes up. You know, you get to turn around and look at movies at, at the height of your career, and you're talking millions of dollars that they're going to offer you to do it, and you have choices of what movies to do. At the peak of my game, you know, I'm looking at going, I got like a couple more shots to make this kind of a number. But then it's that little crappy movie. The only one it's, not even, it's not even about that. It's less about the money they pay you than the money they spend on the film. You know, I've learned more and more. Right. You could, you could do a movie for $5 million and they give you a half a million dollars. They give you 10% of the budget as, a, as, a, as a, what they're thinking. And that is a very decent salary, let's say, in independent film, and then you turn around and they're not spending enough money on the making of the film. I mean, right. I'd rather have them pay me less money and make a better film right. and than you, have them pay me more money and rob the budget of the film in order to do that. I've been down that road many times, many uh, times. Daniel, I'd like to ask you about the no, movie. No, it's Alec, actually. I'm Daniel. I know. I'm asking you, though. Oh, I'd like to ask me? you the, about the movie Stripperland. Could yes. you, is that your so worst here's movie? What, so here's, <laughs> that could be one of my worst movies. And you know what? Or if was we, it The Sicilian Vampire? No, Sicilian Vampire is actually a really cool script. And that's James Caan and Paul Servino and, I mean, a big cast. So, no, but Stripperland is here's a great example. So I've got a production company in Portland, Oregon, and the guy who's doing it owns the, he, his claim to fame is he bought this library of, like, really crappy movies mm -hmm. from, you know, he, like, he bought a chunk of 500 films, all really bad horror films and stuff. But he's making money because he bought them for nothing. So he's going to now make a movie and he's going to use the studio that I'm part owner of. And so he said, could you do something in the movie to help me do it? And I said, what's the name of it? It's called Stripperland. He said, it's about vampire, like, uh, you know, ghoulish strippers. So I said, okay, well, um, so far I'm not really that intrigued, but, you know, now I'm, now, now I'm made producer and I'm getting 10% of the film and I'm getting this. What would you, I said, if you come up with a role for me to play that I've never played before. Something that would intrigue me. So this is, of course, I'm not sober at the time either. So <laughs> I play, I play a, a a rapper, a white rapper. You got to see the video. Who's on? Who's on? And I, and I and I get to I get to write the rap song, and I get to I get off the the tour bus. Go on. And I perform the rap song to these zombie strippers as they're about to kill us. And my rap is so good, they start dancing and they stop. <laughs> And, 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 and they don't kill us. Wow. I, like I, it's like a Greek. You're like a Greek siren. Yes, So because of the power, of the power of my rap. So here's one of my favorite. Wow, I gotta watch this. Ready? You ready? You want to see this? I want you to watch it right after Andron, and I want you to remember that I say I that kill. I say, bitch gets down, gets down on one knee as you gaze up at my scepter to. 
confirm that it is me. There's me rapping, baby. Yeah. They don't know. Wow. Wow. I don't think that's good for children's consumption, though. That's how it No, no. Here's me rapping. Yeah. Can I propose the Bad Baldwin Movie Festival where we just like it. air each of your least favorite movies or your worst movies? That would take it. That would, you'd have to have that festival last a month. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say Stripperland is probably uh, right up there with the worst <laughs> films I've ever done. Uh, it's you, really know I, you know what I see is I see some kind of like East European film distributor and he's in a meeting with some guys and they say, okay, here's the movies. You can have this whole package, this whole slate of movies. We want to dump them. Give us ten million for the whole thing. You're gonna buy it. And the guy goes. He goes. I'll take them all. He goes. But there's no way I want stripper land. I don't want <laughs> that's the one he refuses to buy. <laughs> like I wouldn't know what to do with that. I couldn't even show it on yeah. late night. I can't. It, I wouldn't know what to do with it. It shut the whole. It, it, it ended up sh- stopping the sale. I'm sure. There's a whole rap video. How did you get through this video without laughing? Uh, you know what? Listen, I'm professional. I'm professional. He Listen to me rapping outside. I had Club life. This rap kills zombies, man. Yeah. It happens. Kills no, it, humans, no, it, too. It kills. <laughs> <laughs> so We had a scene in Andron where a guy sings a rap song and all the zombies die, but we cut it out. That's, <laughs> That's where we went wrong, man. I told him, don't cut that zombie. No, dude. You, you choked. You choked. I listened to it. I got to run. Uh, and Daniel, I like you better shaved. You look better shaved. You know, the way before you look like... Uh, it looked like you were getting ready to mail some anthrax to some congressmen. <laughs> so, so are you coming up? Are you coming up here now? Are you coming in I'm traveling up there tomorrow. So when you're done with your gig here, call me. We'll make a plan for what we're going to do. I'm, but I'm coming up tomorrow. Okay? Now, you're coming on the show Friday, live in the studio. I'm coming on the, yeah, I'm coming on the show Friday. Now, am I coming to where you are now? That's the one that's near mom? Yeah, we're, da- we're downtown right here in Armory Square. I'm going to come do the show on Friday. How, how long is the show? One hour. It's only one hour. We're not going to double down because I'm there. We don't get two hours. We'll get two hours if you want. We'll make a special. Yeah. Dump the guy. He just got dumped. <laughs> yeah, nice. I believe I did that. We got a dump you button. Talk about, let, me, let me amend that. When you talk about the ill-advised choices <laughs> we made, right. years, uh, and we were, were going to go into that subject again, that could take uh, that, that could be like a marathon of like a whole weekend. There could so be. We, it we could need be. at least two hours. We'll, we'll, we'll hours. promo it so we have callers call in and they can tell us yeah, how much they Yeah, but then people call in and make fun of us and say horrible things about us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's perfect. You know, you know what I call that when people do that? I call that Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let me just ask you one more question. Do you want do you want siblings to call in? I really don't care. I, I fear no one on the radio. I have no fear. I love it. We'll I'm going to get them all to call in. We'll get them all one at a time. Checkpoint. Let's, yeah, let's get Billy. Are you, are you going to have Stephen call in? Wow, that'll be fascinating. Yeah, let's get Stephen to call in. You can bury him. You can bury Billy. We can be nice to Beth, and we can be nice to Jane like we always are. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Right. Have a great day. Love you, bro. Bye. Bye. Well, let's go to commercial break with the big man coming in for a two-hour special. We're going to have to check with the great. Oh, by the way, yeah. before we go, even though I know we're really running late. Uh, let me just give you another piece right here uh, that you need to know mm-hmm. as we continue to um, peruse through the life of the great Ed Levine. Whether it's Syracuse University sports or local events like the Taste of Syracuse, the Galaxy team is thoroughly ensconced within the communities they serve. In an era when many used consolidation to build massive companies that cover the entire U.S., Ed hunkered down in his corner of upstate New York, serving the communities 
wisely. The great Ed Levine celebrates his birthday today, ladies and gentlemen. And in, in, in honor of him, you're going to listen to me rap. Ed, Ed this rap's for you, baby. Westwood One coverage of the NCAA Tournament is brought to you by IBEW NECA, C&S Companies, and Burdick Lexus on ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Del Lago Resort and Casino. Hey now, <laughs> we're back. Josh just had a great name. Great <laughs> You go, you go, we're, we're going to go over a little bit, aren't we? I go, yeah, would you rather we talk about Brandon Bayer than talk to Alec Baldwin for 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Bayer's graduate transfer that his dad had to tweet out for him. Did you see that? Brandon Bayer didn't even make the announcement. He's doing a grad transfer, and his dad tweeted out for him. You know, I got I got less of a problem with Brandon transferring out. Oh, no, that's good for him. That's, yeah. that's the right thing to do. In and his even, situation. He, even the, that that one diving on the loose ball and everything got him like a little folklore hero sure, ship. You know, they sure. go to the Sweet Sixteen. The problem is the picture that they have him is Moyer hugging him. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a See big you at the airport. Yeah. Big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. Where's Moyer going? What is he? Like he's insane. This so guy's he'll, to, he'll go play. He'll be a star somewhere small, get, yeah, right? He'll get some playtime. Good for both of them. He won't get playtime until next year. He's a, he'll be a senior. And the guy's mm-hmm. like supposedly like a cello playing, like amazing student. He, unless he's going to go Ivy League or something. He could, where, maybe go to Cornell or something. That's what I mean. He, if he transferred that way, I get it. You know, yeah. but Otherwise, he's leaving SU, which is a really good... Uh, a university to get a degree from. I mean, we're not. Let's take a look at the reality. I mean, yeah. You're not going pro. Get your education and uh, what? <laughs> I'm just throwing up gang signs now. Thirty seconds. Did <laughs> <laughs> you watch that Double D hip hop video? You did. You're just throwing off on that Double D hip hop, aren't you? Yes, we got twenty seconds. Yeah, right, I know so you spread do. Spread the word. Uh, Friday big show with uh, your brother Friday two. If we get the great one. To approve, we yeah, got I think a he'll approve show. that. I think he I will, will yeah. guarantee that every Baldwin sibling calls it. Having Stephen, <laughs> Steve, no, actually, I should say that. Stephen might say, no, I'm not calling him. him. He and Alec have really been going at it over this Trump thing and what's going on politically. Oh, and so poor Stevie can't, uh, he can't get the, we'll have Alec do a Stephen impression. We'll grease up the dump button. I don't have that ready. Uh, oh, have it ready. Have it ready. No, no, Stephen's a born again Christian. He's pretty, no, but I'm saying for your brother, Alec. For, he already got dumped. He got dumped. That is two Baldwin relatives who have been dumped here on the. You have not, yo, you have. Yes. I did. I just the other day for the first time yeah. I got dumped. Well, you know, you guys dumped a half word. But the other day, remember when you were saying you did drop a hard S because of the pl- the charter you were flying on? Remember from what that, that sh- yeah, ship? Exactly, was it? Exactly yeah. right. So yeah, that's right. three Baldwins who've been dumped. Oh, we'll man. hand it over to the Dan Levitard show back tomorrow. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. <laughs>